we have to find a new way to live. This man killed two of those FBI agents and himself as a result. Welcome to Coffee with a Couple Cure, where we share practical tips for your relationship before you finish your first cup. Here's Jay and Lori Pyatt. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Coffee with the Couple Cure. I'm Jay. I'm Lori. This is uh, episode one of season three, and this year we're ta- or this season we're talking about uh, the twelve steps, mm-hmm. and um, this is based off of the Alcoholics Anonymous twelve step, which is based off of an older program and so on. But Alcohol- Alcoholics Anonymous has been around since about 1935. You've read through the big book. And you said something surprising to me recently that it was a lot of it was based in scripture. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a it's a program of um, spiritual development. Okay. And it was based off of a an older um, group that had brought all of this information to Bill W. Bill W. went to Doctor Bob, and they both started working through the program. Okay. But. One of the things about it, and we'll talk about this more on step three, is many of these guys had been through some form of Christian or religious program trying to get them to quit alcohol, and it hadn't worked. And so they came back around and said, "Let's, let's work on a concept of God that you can work with, but let's give you some spiritual tools and underpinning that's different than just the the maybe the typical church tools okay pray more um you know the the church discipline type things okay these are different disciplines okay i wondered since you said that (laughs) what you meant back then right okay so step one is that we admitted we were powerless over our addiction and that our lives had become unmanageable and there are really two key phrases or key words in there. One is powerless or powerlessness, which is something people really struggle with. And the other being my life had become unmanageable with the people I work with. And most of the men I work with, in fact, all the men I work with are struggling with sexual addiction, typically um, in pornography. But what I find in those men is They are so self-sufficient, as in fixing their own problems, solving their own issues, that the idea of being powerless is frightening to them. Mm. Because it means there's nothing more I can do. And so that is a really uh, frightening phrase for most people to, to think of the idea of powerlessness. Um, however, I did have somebody point out a good difference, which is it's more like I am powerless over the weather. If I, w- if I look outside and it's raining, there's nothing I can do to change that. Mm-hmm. But I can address it. Mm-hmm. I-, mm-hmm. I can get an umbrella. I can put on a jacket. I can deal with the weather the way it is. I just can't change the weather. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's one of the big, big things about our addictions is we cannot change what triggers us, what draws us into the black hole. But that doesn't mean that I can't prepare. That doesn't mean that I there's not things I can do to keep from going there. Right. And I know that Jay had um, 
especially when he really got a hold of this first step, he had a difficult time, like with the rebuilding trust and, um, you know, just his natural draw to, for him, a certain look. Um, and he was like, but I'm powerless over this. And I think he really kind of got caught up in the difference. Like, I can't change the weather, but I can address it. Like, what would you say to a guy who's struggling with but I'm powerless over other women. Again, it's it's about dealing with the weather. If I know there's a certain environment or a certain woman that I have issues with, then I need to increase my awareness and my communication about that particular um, outlet. Okay. You know, because the more the more aware I am versus just kind of blindly going through life, which we'll talk about here in a minute, the more aware I am, the more I can be ready when certain things happen. Uh -huh. um, the more I'm willing to talk about either interactions with a particular woman or a particular type of woman, the less I'm carrying with me throughout the day. So my um, sensitivity of it changes the more I'm willing to process through it. Okay. Also, you know, reflecting back on my interactions with people in AA, they know that there are just some things they can't have in their house. That's their way that that's the way that they address being an alcoholic. Uh, that's how they stay sober. They can't keep certain types of medicines in their uh, house. They cannot keep certain types of mouthwash in their mm -hmm. house. Even some of them at the grocery store, they'll go way around the alcohol section um, in order to not have to walk by it. Right. And the, you know, just like Lori was saying, there are certain things we don't allow into our lives. Um, we don't have cable. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> I, you know, there there is an idea of reducing the Sorry, outlets. Sure. So mm -hmm. one way I describe it to people is it's, I have a disobedient dog in me. When I let that dog outside, even if I have a fenced-in yard, that dog is going to look for holes in the fence. And it's up to to me in my sober moments to ask for help, to seek help, to block as many of those holes as I possibly can. Mm -hmm. Now, if there's a hole there that has to be there, I have to carry a smartphone for my job, something like that, then there's, you know, just a greater degree of accountability, a greater degree of paying attention, um, which would be like for the dog moving the hole higher up on the fence. Mm -hmm. You know, it's got to be there, but it doesn't mean I have to make it easy for him to get into. Right. And the way Jay does this, he doesn't carry a smartphone. He carries a dumb, a dumb phone that looks like a smartphone. Yeah. He uh, limits uh, his surfing on the net. He also limits how many images he sees, because mm -hmm. um, this is a very visually wired um, addiction. So, tell him about your guide. Yeah, I have a, I have a guide. Um, that you can get on my website, pornistkillingme.com. That free guide helps you to change settings on your browsers so that you have fewer images to deal with. I am shocked at the number of guys who say to me, 
that they don't go to the Weather Channel anymore. They don't go to certain news sites anymore because they have clickbait images. And a lot of those clickbait images are either unfiltered advertising or they're attractive women. Yeah, Yeah, they're attractive stuff you wouldn't expect to see on a on a news or a weather site. Right. Do you have more as far as points? (laughs) Yeah. Okay, I'll wait till the end then. So the the other the other part of this is my life is unmanageable. Mm -hmm. For the word unmanageable, change that to unsustainable. So when we talk about whether or not something is sustainable or unsustainable, it means, can I do this for a long period of time? Mm -hmm. My life was unmanageable when I was using because I was constantly lying to Lori. I was um, potentially exposing myself to losing my job. I was doing a lot of things that long term I was going to get found out and I did. Um, the other part of the unmanageability of my life is how I deal with that conversation now, Uh because there are many things that I have done in the interaction between me and Lori, defensiveness, deflection, deflection, more lies. Those behaviors are really damaging to the relationship and continuing in them long-term is painful to Lori Mm -hmm. and potentially is going to completely destroy the relationship. So it's not just my life was unmanageable while I'm using, but all of the things underneath, once I let go of my addiction, what is still unsustainable or unmanageable in my life is how I deal with other people. And that's a big part of what the the next 11 steps are about Mm. is how do I make my life more sustainable how do how does it become more manageable and that is through a a program of spiritual growth and uh, one thing that i you know really like from the the narcotics anonymous book so the narcotics anonymous book was the second book to really um, bring the 12 steps to a group of people and they tell things a little bit differently but what what they present, uh, and, and I love this line, although it's a hard line to hear, there seems to be this alternative. Either go on the best we can to the bitter ends, jails, institutions, or death, hmm. or we have to find a new way to live. And I know that is extreme in the way it sounds, but when you think about alcoholics or, or drug abusers, there is um, the potential for death every time they use. I was sharing this step with my guys and I had shared with them the Narcotics Anonymous statement. And when people think, well, porn can't possibly kill you, mm. there, there was that day a news article of a man in, in Florida who was being um, presented papers. He was going to be arrested by the FBI for child pornography. This man killed two of those FBI agents and himself as a result. Huh. 
We have to find a new way to live. And Jay's had m multiple people. I mean, he's gotten razzed about his website name. In fact, the last time he got razzed about that, um, two people came up to him and said, this is going to kill me. Yeah. Yeah. So step one is about recognizing where we are and recognizing that it is not sustainable, um, that we don't have control. Um, however, while we can't control the weather, we can adapt to it. We can um, navigate it in a healthy way. So that for me is step one. Okay. For me, what I see in it is it really is the first step toward Christianity in some mm -hmm. regards that, um, you know, I'm, I'm, how did I put it? I'm coming to the end of myself. Here I am. I've done the best I can. And this is the mess that it's created. And my best efforts can't clean up this mess. My best efforts can't stop from making another mess. Mm -hmm. And therefore I'm powerless over it powerless over it and my life has become unmanageable not everybody gets to that level of brokenness when they first um you know have their come to jesus moment but i see a reflection there and for me what i've seen in this business after doing it you know we're starting our sixth year now the the men who The men who stand to lose everything or who almost lost everything are really the ones who um, are more broken by it. Like mm -hmm. the way I see it is imagine somebody who's done drugs before or who realizes that alcohol will ruin them. It's like it's poison. Like you could shove it in front of me. I am not going to take it because I... There might be a, 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 a draw to it, but I am not going to take it. I'm not going to ingest it. I'm not going to shoot it into my veins because I know it's poison. Other people might be able to do it and, and not have an issue with it. But for me and my system, it's poison. And that's those guys who come into our program with a pet porn addiction or a sex addiction, those guys who see it as poison are able to like put it somewhere and go, you're poison. You might be cute. You might be wearing a bikini, but girl, you're poison for me. And I, I have to turn away because I know where you'll lead. It's the, it's the guys whose lives have truly become unmanageable that end up saying that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And we'll get into, uh, in, in the next step, step two, we'll talk a little bit more on some of the mentality that we need help with. Mm -hmm. Also on YouTube, if you feel like this is information that could help other people, then subscribe and hit like, and also hit the notification bell because I think it takes all of those three things before YouTube will start um, pushing it out to other people. Um. Well, thanks, everybody. We'll see you in the next episode.